like, for instance, I'll just give you as an example, as someone who's like doing a coaching, consulting, or working with a one-to-one client base, which is a lot of the people who come to me, if you have, let's say, 90-minute calls or 60-minute calls with your clients, can you shave that down to 50 minutes? It may not sound like a lot, but if you have 10 or 15 or 20 clients every week, that's a lot of time. And people are like, oh, yeah, well, what am I going to tell them? Like, suddenly I'm taking away their time. But, you know, there's you can spin it as, well, this is your time to process what we've just talked about. It's in 30 minute hour. Where you grow into your Welcome to the 30 minute hour. It's the personal development podcast for the seven figure entrepreneur who's looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner who's conducted over 28,000 coaching sessions. Also joining me, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all-around good guy, Ted Fells. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. My uh, host here set me up, set me up. Because Tuesday, we normally don't have a podcast, but I saw it in my schedule. He slid it in here, Donald. <laughs> he slid it in here. So I was, I was like, oh, we got a podcast today? He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got Donna. She's great. Da, 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 yeah, but you slid it in on a Tuesday is what you did. You didn't tell me. Just go slide it in here. So I know it's going to be great. I know it's going to be great, but he's going to get a hard time for it afterwards because I wasn't planning on doing a podcast on Tuesday, but Donna, I know it's going to be amazing. I know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay, I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> well, he's going to get it regardless. You can be awesome. He's still going to get it, but it'll make it a little better. I'm sure it's going to be great. But but it'll be worth it. So be this is a special Tuesday for those of you watching us live on Facebook, on YouTube, and on LinkedIn. You're like, what are you guys doing? It's Tuesday because normally. <laughs> Our show is on Monday, but this is a special Tuesday. I wanted to make sure we got uh, Donna Ashton. I'm going to give her a formal introduction because she's going to be talking about how to create the freedom to have four-day weekends. Huh? Right. So, Ted, come on, man. That That's worth moving to a Tuesday, right? Helping our entrepreneurs discover how they can weekend. create freedom. Wouldn't you say so, Ted? Man, I think I have a one-day weekend now. Like four? <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. You know, we're in this hustle culture and you watch these motivational videos and they all say you got to grind, 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 grind. Well, her approach is the complete opposite. And what I've discovered with this approach, you actually end up getting more done quite often. There's a way to get more done by working less. So we'll talk about those things, but entrepreneurs, especially those of you who feel like you're overloaded. This is the episode you want to lean into because it is possible to design a four day weekend where you're only working three days a week. I mean, how cool would that be just to work in your business three days a week and and your business will be doing better than when you were working six and a half days a week. So we'll talk all about that. But as you can see already, this is not your everyday podcast. And, you know, it's, I feel bad because I've had several conversations with Donna 
talking about this and other things. And I, I didn't warn her about that, that, that this is not your everyday podcast, that, that, that we do things a little different. But, but I'm sure she's up to the task. Uh, in fact, I know she's up to the task. So this will, uh, this will definitely be a great conversation. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce her right now so we can discuss how do we create the freedom to have four-day weekends. Uh, she is the Time Reclaimer. That's her official title. She's a time reclaimer. She's also a course expert that has 14 years experience running a simple business, working three days per week. She teaches strategies to design a four-day weekend uh, for overloaded entrepreneurs, giving them their lives back. And her mission is to give you the one thing you can't buy time mm, boy that's a true statement <laughs> please join me in welcoming to the 30 minute hour podcast donna ashton all right thank you <laughs> That's a warm welcome. <laughs> Glad to be here. Welcome to the show, Donna. It is it's truly an honor to have you on. Um, I, I do want to give everybody kind of the, the perspective and backdrop and backstory. So I think I know the answer to this, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. Like, like, was there ever a time where you felt like you were an overloaded entrepreneur? I think there has been sort of places along the way, you know, getting started. And then I remember a few years ago when I was really ramped up with, um, I had a funnel running with all these sales calls and it started to get out of hand, but I don't know, just the way maybe out of necessity, when I started my business, I had, I was homeschooling my twins who were like seven at the time. So there just was no time to to do that and so from the very beginning i set my business up to be a lot more leveraged than the average person just because i had to try to fit my business in my life which is the way i really like to have people do it rather than people trying to fit their lives into their business so yes i've had times where i'm like "Woo, i'm glad i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> but i think overall that i've kept it pretty simple for the majority. And while for a while, I was like, that may seem like a detriment for somebody who's trying to help other people. I feel like someone pointed out, but you're never going to fall back into that place of, okay, now I'm getting back into the hustle again, because it just feels like the thing that I know, it's really not the thing that I know. So I'm pretty steadfast with like, if something is starting to get out of control, I need to look at it and say, what's happening here and and, and fix it because my norm is more of a very simplified, not working that much type of business. You know, it's, it's interesting. So like most of the entrepreneurs that I've worked with or been around, it, it, it takes like an outside source to help them to understand how important it is to work on the business instead of in the business. And like, that's a hard part. But it seemed like you, you just kind of understood that intuitively, or did you have some outside source help you to get to that point? 
It's hard to think back now since I started my business way back in like 2009. But I feel like sure there were things along the way. You know, there was the four hour work week that I listened to, you know, way back in the day. And there were things. But I think I just never wanted to be that person who was like working all the time. And I don't know if that's just something intrinsically. I think it is just my own way of like, why should I do that when I could do this? So I've had, you know, of course, mentors and everything, but they've mostly been, you know, how to do things, how to make more money or how to set up your funnel or how to run this and how to run that. I've really never had someone who's like, let me help you simplify your business down and, and, and take, have more time, you know? So maybe that's me just sort of filling that role for myself and now filling that for others. Interesting. So it sounds like you were motivated by that Tim Ferriss book, the four hour work week. Yeah, that was part of it. And just like I said, my time was just at a premium at that time where I was like, I only have a couple hours here and there to try to get a business started while I have little kids running around and I'm homeschooling and, you know, so it was just like out of necessity. And I'm like, if I'm going to run a business, I've got to do it really smartly. So I think that probably did, you know, help to kind of get me going in the right direction. And then I just sort of stayed in that place or, you know, kind of wiggled my way through. <laughs> okay. All right. And then, so now if you could go back 10 years in the past, uh, yeah. knowing what you now know, what advice would you give to yourself? I think I did pretty good as far as like keeping on track with the time. I think as just overall as an entrepreneur, I would say to trust my gut hmm. more. I think in the beginning days, I was sort of, um, you know, bootstrapping it, didn't know what I was doing and just kind of going through off gut instinct, which really got me uh, got me pretty far. And then, you know, we start, I'm not knocking coaching because of course I'm doing that myself. But then I think sometimes we get into this, oh, I've got to buy this course. I got to learn how to do this. You know, all the shiny objects and things that are out there. Oh, well, I must have to do this and I've got to get on LinkedIn and I've got to do TikToks and I've got to do, you know, and it's all these things that you feel like you've got to do instead or listening to someone else who thinks they can tell you a better way and i'm not saying that that's not good in some ways but i think a lot of us can sort of turn our autonomy over and just like blindly follow and i think um we know a lot of things inside like i knew i wanted to run my business this way and then when i was with someone else they were telling me to do something completely different and of course it didn't really work very well because i was fighting myself so I think a lot of it is to trust your gut and your instincts with what you want to do the way you want to do it and certainly get help when you need it. But I feel like if you're like feeling that this going against you, like take a look at that, check, check that, right? Because we, we have that, that gut feeling and I think that that will serve us in many, many, many ways. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this, Ted. This is something you and I have talked about because a lot of times in our positions, even people come, you know, consultants, whoever come along with advice. Hey, you should do this. We, we, Ted and I have gotten suggestions about the show. Oh, you know, you should change this. You should do this. You should stop. I think it, it requires a level of discernment, right? Yeah. You, you have to know sometimes it's best to go with your gut. And then some other times you may want to take advice. Ted, let, let's, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think it's always good to solicit and you know and you know, you know be open to feedback that just don't mean you got to do it though 
Right. Right. That you know, I used to have people down and they'd say to me in my cup, Oh, you just he doesn't like feedback. It's not that I don't like it. Please keep giving it to me. But I'm gonna make a decision because I have to live with it. See, yeah. if I do it, if I do it your way and it doesn't work out, like I gotta live with it. Yeah. Right? I gotta live with it. If I change everything, oh, man, I should stay with what I had. Mm-hmm. But you may say something to me that may change the course, right? And I may say, you know what, Dan? Yeah, Donna, that was a great idea. That she she presented that. But again, at the end of the day, I just think that you have to be able to, you know, I think you should again listen to feedback, you know, but it doesn't mean you have to to do it because there's so many, so many ways to be successful. I mean, especially if someone gives you something and then your heart is not into that approach, right? So you're gonna be like, okay, I, I tried it, it didn't work, right? You know, I mean, you, you don't, you really wasn't into it, right? Versus the way that you wanted to do, you're going to put 100% into it and sure. it may still not work, but at least you can, you know, sleep at night knowing, hey, I, you know, I, I tried this and okay, what's next? Maybe I will try that approach that, you know, that Donna mentioned to me. Yeah, I think, you know, like you'll get this, oh my God, that sounds amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, let me try it. Or you might be like, about that yeah right quit quit your job now and go 100 percent in this that's what i did uh, uh, no no not the easiest road mm-hmm. yeah I, that that's not uh always great advice <laughs> right. but no I, I think it does require uh discernment and and i agree with donna when she talks about trusting your yeah. gut so, so donna i'm just curious to hear your thoughts on the hustle culture, right? I mean, all of these influencers, you gotta grind. You know, if you don't wake up at two in the morning, you're a loser. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this. What are your thoughts on the hustle culture? I love this. And and I'm just gonna give this an example. I remember maybe about two years ago and I was in this program from a very famous person, I won't say. And I was listening to all his stuff and I thought, oh, this is really great. And then when he started talking about his work schedule, I I had to kind of like blink a few times. Like, I mean, the man was literally getting up at eight in the morning and then he said he works till 10 o'clock at night. And then he had an hour for his wife between 10 and 11. Then he went to bed and I thought, and he said, my wife knows not to mess with me. And I'm thinking, what? And I thought, you know what, if that's the way I have to be successful, I don't want to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. really, you know, and I hadn't been doing it. And I, I like what he was saying in some of the cases, but I thought, I don't want to be the 14 hour day entrepreneur. Like I just don't. And I don't know when it's interesting because I, I was doing some research on a podcast that I did on my own podcast, which was about the work hours, why we're still working like it's the 1800s and all of this. When did the like five day work week and 40 hour work week and all that kind of come about. It was very interesting, but when did it become a badge of honor Mm. to like work 50 and 60 hours a day, you know, a week? Like when did that become the thing? And I don't know along the way, you know, if it was like the eighties and nineties where it was like this thing where everybody was striving and hustling and, and whatever. But I mean, for me, I'd rather have my badge of honor be like talking about how I spent four days down in Key West 
last week. You know what I mean? I'd rather be talking about that type of stuff than, yeah, I work so much. And when people say, oh yeah, you know, how's it going? Oh, it's going good. I'm really busy. Like, how is, why is that a good thing? Like, why did that, how did that become almost like if you're not busy and hustling, you're like a lazy oaf or something. I don't, I don't know. Like, when did that happen? And I feel like we were saying before, Eric, it's like after the last couple years, you know, the world has changed and things were really hard. And I think people are starting to wake up and realize that maybe that's not the way, like what's really important maybe isn't like killing ourselves to make the money or to be success. Like there's got to be, and why does it have to be one or the other? I think that's really what it is, right? Why does it have to be, well, we make a little bit, we make a pretty good living and we have time off or we kill ourselves and we make a lot of money. Like, why can't we have both? Yeah. Why, why can't it be both and right? Why, exactly. Why does it have to be, have to be either that either or, or? you know, yeah. and I feel like we just are from a culture from an early age, from the time we're in five years old, where we go to school Monday through Friday, right? We go to college Monday through Friday. We go to work Monday through Friday. And then we try to cram our lives into two days if we're lucky, you know, on the weekend. And, you know, even though a lot of companies I'm starting to hear are trying to maybe go to more of a four day week or some of them are experimenting or this, you know, I remember when I worked in corporate, which has been a very long time ago now, casual Fridays, right? Or people start leaving at noon on Fridays. But when I started really looking at it and I really started taking a stance on it, I wanted to really shake things up. It's like, why not work only three days a week and have four days off? That's a huge shift from going, well, even if we take Fridays off, we're still working four days and then taking three off. You know, we're still working more than we're taking off. But why can't we flip that? Like, why do we have to? do that. And, you know, you can argue, well, I love my work and I don't know what I would do. One lady was like, well, I don't know what I would do because I'm single and all I have is my work. So I don't know what I would do. And I'm like, I'm thinking that might be a problem. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for that. But I think it, it can be like this hustle has been and, and, you know, having social media and our phones right here has not helped with this constant being on and being available and as an entrepreneur, it's your baby, right? It's your thing. It's not like you leave your work at five and come home. You know, it's like, oh, I just got to check this email, which is three hours later, you know, a big thing. And you're talking to a client who's having an emergency or whatever. It's harder as entrepreneurs to kind of draw the line of work and home and, and how to kind of set that aside. But I feel like you know, this, I think there's a time and I, I'm hoping it's now where people are kind of getting a little bit like worn out with that. Mm. Yeah. And it's funny, we were talking backstage uh, before Ted came on that, you know, that they ran this, these series of ads to see, like, and they had different headlines just to see which one would resonate with people. It was on the hiring and the number one ad, the ad, the ad headline that got most responded to was nights and weekends are meant for family which at the time was surprising to me i would have thought it'd been hey you can make xyz if you work here right yeah. but it was no nights and weekends are meant for family so this is things are trending in the direction of quality of life 
And I think as entrepreneurs, I mean, if you, if you employ people, you need to be aware of that um, and, and understand that this hustle culture thing isn't what it's cracked up to be. You know, you know, a lot of this, though, I still think it, it's kind of tied to productivity mm-hmm. and, you know, efficiency, right? There's some people that can get so much done in a little bit of time. And then there's some people, they could, they could say, oh, I'm working these 14 hour days and, and, but yet you're really not getting a whole lot done. You're, you're, you're shuffling papers. You're walking around, you're talking to Bill, right? At the water cooler for a couple hours, you go to lunch for two hours you, and, and that's just to get it and bring it back to eat at your desk. Right. So you've been there all day and it's like, oh man, you, you're working these long, oh man. Cause now at four o'clock, now you really start working. Right. So now you don't leave till eight o'clock. I mean, so that doesn't really mean that just because you you spend a whole lot of time in a place that you, you know, that you've been productive. And I think that even now with everything that's happened, you know, over the past couple of years, everything with pandemic and everything being virtual, you see how much more efficient you are. Like it's sometimes I can be on a virtual meeting and then it's kind of like people are just kind of like you got to almost like say, hey, it's all right, guys. Because they don't know when it's time to go. Look, we've talked about everything. It's time to go. Like, we, there's no need of us just sitting there staring at each other. But see, you know, that's the kind of stuff, Donna, yeah. that, that was happening in the, the conference room, right? Yeah. You're sitting there and you're talking. And you're like, well, you know, you've been here two hours, right? <laughs> you, you squeeze that grapefruit as much as you can. Nothing else is coming out. Get up, log out, or get up and walk out the conference room, right? and go about your your day but we spend so much time yeah doing stuff but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's productive yeah time that just means it's time to spent and you say hey i've been you know i did 70 hours at work this week and got nothing done but then someone mm-hmm. else is doing virtual they're doing stuff with the family going on the field trips with the kids doing da 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 and they're killing their numbers mm-hmm. still Are you looking to monetize your podcast with any size following, attract paid sponsors, or promote your podcast to get more downloads? Well, I'm inviting you to a free masterclass titled How to Monetize Your Podcast and Explode Your Downloads. During this session, we'll be teaching you the tactics that we used here on the 30-Minute Hour Podcast that have resulted in us achieving over 680,000 total downloads and ranking in the top 2% in popularity amongst all podcasters on the planet. So join us on Saturday, April 15th, 2023 at 10 a.m. Eastern for this free masterclass. To register and reserve your seat, visit the whatnowmovement.com and click the events tab. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you can't confuse uh, movement with achievement, right? That's the old saying, just because you're active and you're working on it, what are you really getting done? Um, And I think this kind of ties into Donna's whole mission. So, okay, Donna, so there's somebody that's watching us right now and they're saying, easy for you to say but you don't understand because my business is different i can't design a four-day weekend because my business is different what, what do you have to say to that person 
Well, I mean, there is some truth. I mean, not every business is equal. So if you're talking about a coach who does virtual coaching or consulting versus like a restaurant owner or something, you know, who has to keep their restaurant open, you know, there, there is some differences and I've worked with a lot of different industries and a lot of different walks of life from a contractor to a singer, to a coach, to a chiropractor and a doctor and a lawyer and a financial advisor. So there's been a lot of different, you know, people, but I find that kind of along the lines of what, what you were saying, Ted, there is always ways to look at what they're doing and streamline. I'm not a big person who's trying to like be, let's try to make you more, I mean, I want them to be productive and I don't want them wasting time, but I'm not about let's cram more into the day. I'm not about time management and let's see how much more we can cram into this day. But I think there are ways first they need to see like, what are they doing and take like an assessment of where their time is going. That's a big eye opener for most people who are, like you said, who think they're really working hard and then they spend six hours really moving things around or working on a logo or whatever, right? You know, or getting ready to make sales calls or whatever it is, right? And they don't really do anything. So there's, there's that. But there are a lot of little ways to kind of streamline and to kind of, like you said, make a little more efficient what they are doing. And I think we are doing a lot of things in our business. Many people are doing things that don't work that are getting them no traction, that they just think they have to do because that's what everyone else is doing. Like there's a lot of things happening that I think if they really took a look or had someone take a look at what's working in the business, what's not working, you know, there's a lot out there that if they're busy and they're overworked and overbooked and all that, it's really hard to step back and sort of be the CEO and say, let's take a look at like a bird's eye view of your business because they're too busy putting out fires and too busy just trying to keep their head above water and all of that. But I would say, yes, there are some differences, but there's always ways to make things more streamlined and, um, you know, work your way toward backing yourself out of your business to whatever degree, you know, you want that to be. Yeah, you know, it's like we had a um, uh, uh, great lady on our show who ha- owned a marketing company, and she was able to step away from her business for two years and come back. She came back, and the business was doing better than when she left. Wow. You know, and, and that, that's just a classic example. And there's other people I've talked to with a similar business that said, oh, no, my business is different. You don't understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody so thinks find... they're the unique snowflake, right? <laughs> they're right. the unicorn. We... Right. You're the unicorn. Okay. But but everybody I just I they're find... the unicorn, but most people are not the unicorn. Like there's always right. something that could be changed and done. And and what I find is that you have to be open to it. They have to Absolutely. want it. They have to be open to it because otherwise they're like, oh, I don't even see how that's possible for me. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head. You just have to stay open yeah. uh, to that. And I, I just thought I'd bring it up because I, I hear that a lot. You know, oh, yeah, my business, no, is, you. you don't get it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so. it's a good, it's a good perspective to have because there are people who are like, oh, yeah, whatever. That cannot happen for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So, so you, you've now convinced me, Donna. I, I, I'm open to this idea uh, yep. of designing this four-day weekend. Right? I've got my limiting beliefs. We've so, we resolved those. So, so what steps can I take to design this? What do I need to do? Yeah. Well, I think the very first thing is something we just we already sort of talked about, and that is to see where your time is actually going. And I hate those things, honestly. I, I time tracking is is not like the best, but there's apps now. There's a thing called Toggle you could use, and there's a couple other ones. And I think for the most part, you probably know what you spend your time doing, but you have to be really brutally honest with yourself in this, right? You really have to you know, even if you just take three days out of a typical week and write down what you're doing, I think you need to. And, you know, you know, if you're actually doing the work or if you're not, you know, and you can count that time as spent of getting ready or whatever, but um, you have to be brutally honest and really tracking your time is one of the things that will really probably uncover like where you might be going wrong or, I just really don't have any time. Like, you know, it could be several things. One, like, yeah, you're just shuffling papers, as Ted said, or you really just are out of time. Like you're so overbooked with clients and projects and things that you just, you know, you need some help, like figuring out what to do with that. So it's not necessarily, I want to say somebody who's like, okay, where do I get started? I would say that's the first thing. And then it's not necessarily like, oh, let me scrap everything and start over. Like, no, there are some little places and little tweaks. I call it like the um, stop the blood, <laughs> stop the bleeding, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? It's like, if you are that person who was like, I just do not have like five minutes to go to the bathroom <laughs> between my day or my clients and I am eating like, you know, on the run. <laughs> then it's like, stop the bleeding. Like, how can we get you just three hours or even one hour? Like, even that would be enough to stop the bleeding. Like, let's just give you some time so that you can think, right? So that you can just like, you know, like decompress <laughs> so that you have some time. So there are some little things you can do. Like, for instance, I'll just give you as an example, as someone who's like doing a coaching, consulting, or working with a one-to-one -one client base, which is a lot of the people who come to me, um, if you have, let's say 90 minute calls or 60 minute calls with your clients, can you shave that down to 50 minutes? It may not sound like a lot, but if you have 10 or 15 or 20 clients every week, that's a lot of time. And people are like, oh yeah, well, what am I going to tell them? Like suddenly I'm taking away their time, but you know, there's, you can spin it as, well, this is your time to process what we've just talked about, to take some notes. Like you could give, because they're probably just as busy as you're, you are. So it's like giving that 10 minutes of before they have to jump onto the next call to really think about what they did. So that's like, there's little ways to kind of, I call it shaving, like shave a little time into your schedule. The other thing is batching which if you, I'm sure you know if you've done any type of time management things, kind of what Ted was saying, like going from one thing to another um, is really hard and like getting interrupted, you know, when you're in the flow and somebody like interrupts you and then you're like, oh my God, where was I? You have no idea what you were doing and it takes 20 minutes to get back into it. So sort of batching together certain calls if you can, like put all your sales calls together, put all your onboarding calls or your put your client calls in the morning and then take a break. Like there's ways to kind of batch things and do some of that, trying to give you like a few little practical things. It kind of depends on what you're doing. Um, and some of the other things that I see a lot is people have a lot of, a lot of offers, a lot of things they're doing that they make up along the way. 
oh yeah, I can do that. And they just add that to their list of things that they do like in the moment, right? Like when they're building their business and they're trying to get all the clients and they trying to figure out what they like and I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. And then you end up with like 10 or different things that you're doing and half of them you don't even really want to be doing. So it takes you a long time to go from this, to go to this, to go to this. But if you were just doing like one thing that was your genius, that you loved, that you wanted to do, then it would be spot on and you would have it really in the flow and streamlined and you would know exactly what to do. You would get in there, you would do it and it would be more efficient rather than just grabbing things. And, you know, I think there comes a time in people's businesses where they, they it's okay to like, if you want to hustle your way to that six figure mark a little bit, but then when you get to that place where you're like, this is not sustainable and I want to scale to seven figures, I have to do something different than what got me here. Right. So it's that time to start looking at, do we really need to be offering all these things? Can we streamline our business on the front end a little bit and on the back end to make it more efficient and not have it so complicated? Well, sometimes, sometimes, and you know, Eric and I talk about this is sometimes you got to step off the hamster wheel. Yeah. Like you got to step off because you will come in every day and just get on the hamster wheel. Yeah. And hamster, that poor hamster, no matter how much he or she, the hamster, Susie, the, Susie or Sam, the hamster has <laughs> been on that thing. It, you know, they haven't gotten anywhere. You've just been doing this. So sometimes you got to step off of it and take a moment to look at it and be like, okay, do we need to be running the other way? Like, what do we, like, what do we need to be doing? Because I'm not getting anywhere with, you know, with this. The other thing I noticed is that, you know, like certain things, like when you set, like, you know, I, I kind of everything again with the with the pandemic, you know, we started doing all these virtual meetings. I just started setting that the meetings are not going to go longer than 30 minutes. I don't care what we're talking about. Like I said that. And with the team, look, we're not going longer than 30 minutes. Right. And so they know that if you start going and rambling a bit, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to be like, no, we got 30 minutes. We get down to the last five minutes or two minutes. I'm like, hey, I got two minutes. Who wants it? Right. And it's funny that all my meetings they end up being 30 minutes or less. Like the people know, like they're trained that way. Even when I meet with customers, it's 30 minutes or less. And the customers have said, oh man, really appreciate it. Cause I asked for, I just yeah. want a brief, I just want a brief meeting with you, right? It's gonna be under 30, 30 minutes, right? If it's over 30 minutes, it's usually they may wanna talk about. So a customer, if they wanna go over and they're really into the conversation and ask additional questions, great. But in-house meetings, we're going to be done in less than 30 minutes because a lot of that stuff can go off into other breakout meetings. Because yep. that's what happens in a meeting, you get to talking and everybody's kind of here. Like even certain things, Donna, like introductions. Mm. Like I, I got to control that. Yeah. I got to control that because everyone wants to tell you I started this at five, five minute introductions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I started this at five years old. I, you know, I knew this is what I wanted to do in elementary. I met Ted. Did nobody care when you met Ted? Introduce. Hey, I'm I'm Tom. This is what I you know I do for you know. Good morning and, and move on. But so much time gets spent. But the problem is, Donna, is if it's not a meeting that I control. So if I'm in someone else's meeting and they're like, I'd like everybody to introduce themselves. My head just dropped. <laughs> I'll be back in 10 minutes when it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me know when it's my turn to give you my 30-second intro because everyone else is going to, they're going to give me their history. I love what you're yeah. saying. And this is a big part of what I teach too is business boundaries. This is To mm. me, that's what you're setting. It's an expectation. It's a boundary. 
And I don't know if it's so much with men. I work with a lot of women. Women have a really hard time with business boundaries. No offense, women, but we're so nurturing and we don't want to say Eric, no. Eric, Eric, keep our faces straight. Do not <laughs> move. We can't shake our heads on oh. this. We just we can't agree. We just got to. You can't straight. agree. I'm sorry. Did I bring? We got neutral on this topic right now. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Don. <laughs> okay, should I not say that? No, no go ahead. You're fine. Oh, we're, okay. we're not. We're not going to agree or disagree. Oh, I got, gonna... you. I got you. Yeah, well, I have found that to be the case. It's and there's a lot of blur in those business boundaries. Like I was saying, even just as an entrepreneur, there's not that cut and dry. I leave, I go home at five, I do it. Like the boundaries of business are much more blurred as we work from home and our, you know, our lives are just integrated into our businesses and all of that. So without setting up some boundaries and some expectations, it can get really weird and really blurry in that, in that space. But I'll say this from the other side, guys, we tend to want to talk about ourselves as well okay. and tell our, our story and, all of that. And again, a lot of that's like, okay, all right, we got 30 minutes here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you really have to be intentional. And I just find with these meetings, it helps to start with, okay, what's the, what's the ideal outcome? Like what, what do we want to accomplish here? And Hey, I've got a hard stop at this time. So <laughs> hard stop will do it. Well, like you, said, you have a hard stop. Your I'm gone whether I'm gone whether you're finishing that. <laughs> because if I can if I can coach someone 30 minutes and be just as effective, why would I do it in 60, right? Mm -hmm. They there appreciate it, I appreciate it. We, they come it's like a laser coaching instead of like, well, let me tell you my problem today. Instead it's like, okay, we've got 30 minutes, let's get down to it. And it helps mm -hmm. them be really focus they come prepared with questions and what they need to know and this was a lot where my courses will come into play because i have the training done on more of a leveraged you know video or whatever and so they can already have that have their questions ready to go and it just makes it a lot easier and quicker instead of wasting hours and hours every week on the phone or on zoom sure no i agree with that so it it sounds like I hear you saying, Donna, if people want to get started down the road of getting to the four-day weekend, first they need to track wh where they're spending their time and what they're doing. And, yeah. and I've, I've been on both sides of that, where I've yeah. had people do that, and I've done it myself. And it, it is eye-opening. Mm -hmm. You know, like Ted said, you're moving paper clips around, you're <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff. So, you know, write down what you're doing, uh, shave down time where you can. Yeah. Right. And, and then stop the bleeding, stop <laughs> bleeding. There you go. Yep. Uh, focus on batching and uh, try to avoid taking on too much. So, so as far as the taking on too much, is that just the inability to say no? Well, I think it's over delivering to the to your detriment. I find okay. uh, the over delivering piece. Oh, I'll, I'll just keep saying yes. Can you do this extra thing? Can you do this? Yes, yes, yes right? Sort of taking on way more. And I think, you know, when you get to a place where like you can't take on anymore, that's when you're going to be like, okay, how can I do this in a little bit different? What else can I do in a different way? Because this isn't working, even if you've got things down and then you're like, but I want to scale my business, right? I want to increase my revenue. So what can I do? I can't take on anymore. Then it's time to start looking at some more leveraged ideas and ways to move you into a model that makes more sense 
with where you are in your business. Okay. And, and then can you share with us uh, a success story or client that stands out to mind who they applied your framework? I definitely can. This poor woman came to me last year working like seven days a week. She's a, like a brand designer, website designer. So she was doing everything herself. She had a lot of old clients who she'd been working with for like four and five years doing things that really were so above her. Not that she was above things, but you know what I'm saying? She was so much more advanced now and she was still doing things. She had a very like blurry lines with boundaries. People were calling her on the weekends and just whenever, like she was just like on all the time. So she was working just basically six and a half days, let's just say, you know, cause I have a Sunday. She's like, oh, when, I love when it's football season. My boyfriend can watch football and I can go in there and work. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we really, it took a little, it took a few months, but we started with the, what are you doing? Then we moved her into, you know, some business boundaries. Then she hired a couple people to really help her, another designer, a, a, an assistant and really started backing her out. Now she doesn't work Fridays at all. And she takes a lot of Mondays off. And that's huge because from a person who was working like six days, who would go on vacation and sit on the beach and keep running back to the hotel with her computer because she had to work on stuff. She said she just went on a vacation. This is about two months ago. She said, I didn't even bring my computer. And that was like amazing. She just checked in once in a while with her assistant. And that's huge, you know, it's, it's that's gone from huge. just being like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do to I've got my business under control. And she's even, you know, like now starting to do her own course and really like looking to even back out even more. And um, she's excited. She loves her. She loves what she does now Ooh. instead of just like, whoo, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I got Don, I got kind of a nervous twitch with that whole going somewhere without my laptop. Uh -oh. Like I would be like, what? What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh my goodness. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Donna, I might need to talk to you more in depth yeah. because <laughs> I don't think I'm there yet. No. Well, yeah. When I go on vacation, I'm taking my, my computer with me. I mean, it's baby steps. You can't just say, I mean, you can't just shut everything down and be like, yeah, hey, I don't work Fridays and Mondays anymore and fire over your clients. I mean, that's not what we want. We don't want you right. to take a dip in your revenue but we want to slowly move that so that you can have the same or better revenue and, you know, reduce your hours. So it's a little bit, it's not an overnight fix though. We can get you a little bit time with the stop the bleeding, but then for more permanent things, of course it takes a little while to shift things around and hire people or if you need to, or fire people or whatever, like there's a process depending on your business and what you need. But you know, I think it's well worth it, even if it takes six months or even if it takes a year. I mean, that's a huge like, OK, if not, where are you going to be in a year? Probably the same or worse than where you are right now. If you don't do something different. Right. If you just keep doing the same thing. Eric, will we'll be like, man, we left our, our computer. Where's that iPad? Where's that iPad? <laughs> I need that. I, I need that iPad now. Yeah, gotta go to the bathroom and you're running right. there with your iPad. Right, right, right. I'm in there with that the keyboard in your lap. Right. What, what's going on? Oh man, it's baby steps, Ted. It's baby steps, baby right? Steps. Yeah, it's baby, baby steps. steps. <laughs> oh. 
Right. No, but that's a huge win if she could go from working six and a half days a week to not taking her computer on vacation. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah. So you host the four day weekend podcast. So what can people expect when they tune in? Yeah, so four day weekends is basically there's a lot of practical strategy because I, I like to do I'm not a fluff person, right? I want to give you. Uh, some practical strategy. And there's a lot of shifts in this mindset because I think that's a big part of it. Uh, the not believing it's for me or, hey, I was brought up to work hard for my money and all of that. I think we all have some of that, you know, kind of in our, and it's hard to just, it sounds great. Like, oh, four day weekends, here I am relaxing on the beach, drinking margaritas every weekend. But then when you like get down to it, I think what I've had people say to me is like, I don't know what I would do with the time or it's like this panic that they'll just fill that time with something else. Right. We have become this culture of, right. We got our phones with us every minute. And uh, you know, even like watching people at dinner, I watch like their spouse go to the restroom and they pull out their phone for like the three minutes that their spouse has gone to the restroom because it's like, we can't just sit there by ourselves and do nothing for five minutes That's anymore. Funny. So it's hard, you know, so I think a little bit of mindset shifting into opening into what's possible and to just starting to look like we have to be aware that we're doing these things and to, to, to try to shift some of that. So there's going to be some opening your mind, shifting practical tips, and also like bringing your creativity and thinking about what did you used to love to do that you don't have time to do anymore. What are your passion projects that never get to, you know, take off? Because when I have some free time, I'll do that. But you never mm -hmm. do have any free time, right? It always gets pushed, 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 writing that book or doing that thing or taking that cruise, you know, for a month, whatever. All the things that you've always wanted to do keep getting pushed away. And, you know, like we said, tick tock, like the clock is ticking. If not now, when? You can't get that time back with your family or to do the things that you always wanted to do. And I don't want people to, to end up like those, you know, regrets. Mm. Yeah, definitely. People need to check out the four day weekends podcast. Make sure you're getting your, you get your life back, but steps in place and see examples of what's possible uh, as it relates to this. I mean, speaking of podcasts, I mean, you've been on other podcasts and you get asked all kinds of questions. Like, What's one question you never get asked that you wish people would ask you? Yeah, this was an interesting question. That, and I thought, gosh, they've asked me everything. And then I thought, you know what? No one has ever asked me. What do you do with all your time? <laughs> nobody said, oh, well, what do you do now that you've got all these time? Like nobody's really asked that question. I thought it was interesting, you know. What do you do? What do you do with all your time, Don? <laughs> well, I'm. This is so funny. I'm a huge gardener. I love to garden, mm. and so um, a couple years ago, my my twins now are in college, so I knew this was coming. And I'm like, before it was like busy with kids and doing things, and then I was like, I'm gonna get back out in the garden. And officially now this year, I'm starting. I'm starting another business. It's my passion project business, but it's going to be a cut flower farm, farm being the operative word I live on, like a half an acre here. But um, anyway, I love growing flowers. 
So I'm going to grow and sell cut flowers. And, uh, you know, it's not a money making venture, though. I'm sure I'll make a little bit of money, but it's about the law. It's like I have time on my four days off to grow my flowers, sell them to the neighborhood ladies or the farmer's market or whatever, because I just love it. And so it's like I go to the beach a lot. I live at the beach um, across the street. So there's a lot of downtime. There's a lot of creativity projects, things I love to do and um, write a book. Like, dude, there's a lot of time. There's just a lot of time to me to go, okay, what am I going to do today? And it's so exciting to go, the possibilities are just open to whatever I want to do. And I don't have to be like, well, I've got two hours. What am I going to do? Right. It's like the whole, it's just the possible. It's like having that childlike, you know, when kids get up and they're like, oh, I'm going to go outside and play. And they're never like bored really. I mean, sometimes, but for the most part, they always find things like, it's going to be this, I'm going to be do this. So there's a little bit of that. The possibilities are open to me to what I want to do. And it's really fun. So do you consider Donna, do you consider that, work no i don't consider that work <laughs> yeah. so I, it is kind of work but i love it and i don't have to be doing it so it's more of a like i'm calling it my passion project or whatever it's more like uh you know just something i love to do and uh, if i don't want to do it anymore i'll just stop doing it right yeah that's it that's interesting you know i was working on something and you know someone asked me you know what percentage of my business my time do I dedicate to my business? My IT company is my, my full-time gig. And they listed all these other things, including what I'm doing with the podcast. And I was like, well, I give my full-time to my IT company. Like this is kind of like, almost like a hobby to me. I enjoy it. You get to meet great people like yourself and get to know, you know, people, you know, it's interesting. I think about, you know, we talk about this when Eric and I first started this and, you know, we were inviting people to my office and we'd interview them. And, you know, our listeners have heard this story a thousand times, but we invite them to the office and we, we record it. And, you know, that was it. And pretty much all of our shows were with people we knew. But then once everything hit with the pandemic, we opened this up like Donna Ashton. Some of them said, man, you're going to be someone named Donna Ashton. She's going to be really cool. She's going to talk about a bunch of stuff and forward it. So every week it's just like it's just you're just meeting new friends and kind of hanging out. Like, oh, you always work. Well, it's not really working. Maybe it's work to Eric because Eric got to do all the preparation stuff. I just come on here, so maybe he's like, "Tell me what you mean." Of course, it's not working you because <laughs> I'm doing all the lifting and you just kind of roll stroll in here and <laughs> join me in the conversation. But for me, you know, yeah, I mean, it's 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 in, it's it's entertaining. It's you know, it's you know, you're learning new stuff, meeting great people. So. Because that's just like you said, out there cutting some some flowers. I mean, that's what it's kind of like. I think it's it's a choice. It's you have options, right? Yeah. And that's what I like. If I want to work on a Friday, and sometimes I do, if I'm in the middle of something or I'm working on a book or something and I'm really in the zone, I do it. But it's my choice, right? It's an option. Whereas if if I have a business that's all crazy, I don't have a choice. I just I have to keep going, right? I have to keep putting out the fires. So I yeah. feel like having the option and having the choice is a nice place to be. Like if I want to do something once in a while, there's a great little networking thing I do on Fridays once a month. I show up if I want to, but it's like, I don't have to. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to some business owners recently and I said to them, having the option to leave is better than having the desire to leave. 
right? Yeah. You say, well, I don't really want to leave, but at least you want to set your business up and have things leveraged so that you have the option yeah, and things still go well while you're gone. Um, and you can have the free time to be in the garden and do, uh, do whatever else you want to do. But now, I mean, I, even with what I do for the pie, I don't consider this work Yeah, really. I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's so I, I think that's, that's the key is to find those things that you really enjoy and leveraging your business so that you don't have to be there is what opens the door to that. So now this is great. Now you, you've got a special class down yeah. that's coming up on March the 23rd. Let, let, yeah. Let's tell everybody about that. Yeah, I'm doing a, a class. It's just, it's, I guess it's a master class, but it's only 30 minutes. So Ted, you're going to love that. <laughs> 30 minutes because I'm like, I'm talking to crazy busy people and I don't want to have a 90 minute class that people can never watch, right? So it's just really giving my four day weekends process that I have distilled over these 14 years, everything that I do. So I'm giving away my sort of four keys it's called four keys to four day weekends the busy entrepreneurs survival guide so it's like come and let me give you some ways to streamline your business right now and gain three hours how to leverage your business model and scale because stretching yourself thin is not a strategy so it's just you know and uh, you know like what to put in place to stop the people pleasing syndrome and just, you know, in 30 minutes, we're going to kind of go through those, um, you know, a little bit kind of what we talked about here, but a little bit more in depth of like, okay, do this, do this, do this, and really giving the four, like what to do, like, here's how you get to four day weekends, kind of an overview so that people can go, okay, I can see this now. And I can, uh, and again, no fluff, because it's 30 minutes, we're going to get in, we're going to get out. And if you can't make it live, I give a replay because, hey, I get it. Like, these are busy people. And they may not be like, hey, I can't come at 12 o'clock noon on Thursday because I've got lunch or I've got clients or I've got something else. So I try to make it easy peasy for people to come and, and learn. Awesome. And then certainly we, um, we can share um, the links in our show notes so people can join. Um, so if people, I know they're just chomping at the bit and they want to sign up. How do they yeah, sign up for you? Yeah, it's at my website. You just go to DonnaAshton.com forward slash four, the number four keys. So four keys. Okay. DonnaAshton.com. Yep. Four keys, the number four. Four keys. All right. Awesome. And we'll have you say that again before we um, sign off for good. Because I know people are going to want to sign up for this and take it to the next level. Uh, what else do you have coming up on the horizon? Yeah, I'm opening up my uh, Weekender Club. So it is like a year-long membership club. I'm calling it a collective. So if you're like, I know I want this, I want to work toward 40 weekends, but obviously it's like I said, it's not an overnight thing where you just come take my six-week program and bam, you got four-day weekends. Like it's going to be a little bit longer haul. So I'm opening this up uh, April 5th. And it is to come in and get the strategy, to get the mindset help, to get some ideas on how to streamline your business, the front end, the back end, on how to become the CEO of your business, to really step into that so that you can have time off and to remember those things that you've been putting on the back burner and really to regain your life. And um, you know to do that, that shift of fitting your business into your life mm. instead of the other way around. Mm. Wow. Right. 
And I'm also writing a book, but that'll be coming out later in, uh, in 2023. Okay. All right. So, all right, we are now down to the final segment. It's called Write This Down. And this is where we each go around and share at least one idea from today's episode that we want people to write down so they can level up. Donna, you're our guest of honor. We'll have you go first. So what's one idea that people should write down from this episode? Well, I'm going to steal Ted's idea of, and I'm kind of bundling it with what I say, like, why do some, why take 60 minutes if you can do it in 30 minutes? Like take a look at what you're doing and really see, you know, cause I think it's really part of what I'm teaching. It's like, okay, how can we shave off some time in here? Can I do it in 50? Can I do it in 45 minutes? If you can't do it in 30, like what can I do? How can I do that? And really look at that and see, it's, you can almost play, like play a little game with yourself. Like I used to do with my kids when I wanted them to clean up and I would like put on a song and say, how much can we get cleaned up by the end of the song? You know, it's sort of like the little timer game, but play with it a little bit and see, you know, Hey, if I only have 30 minutes right now, could I get this thing done? Right. I bet there's a lot uh, that you'll see that, that we can do. Cause we always get all our work done before we go on vacation. Right. Somehow it all gets done. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, that that's the most productive time ever because you want to get out and make sure you don't have anything hanging for when you leave. Right. So shaving off the time, man, that's critical. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, Ted. So I'm just thinking about you know, it's, a lot of times we have these discussions and it's and it's to, to help our viewers, but it really helps yourself. Right. Because I'm just sitting there thinking about this. And, you know, Eric, here, we have, have this conversation all the time about the you know, he's heard me talk about the hamster wheel a million times. I'm thinking, well, Ted, you may need to get off the hamster wheel for a minute. Right. Because, you know, it just seems like the week is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But again, that you're still kind of in some aspects still right there. You know, so if it's a day that you're like, OK, you know what, this Friday. I'm just not going to do anything like do I really how much am I really going to be impacted right because Monday I'm back at the hamster wheel like unless I had something that's due that day I mean you know sometimes you probably do just need to just say Ted today I'm just gonna you know that day I, I did what I'm I did what I did for the week right um you know I'm gonna just be like whatever today right and I think you know, I don't know, Don, if it, you know, it's going to get me to not take a laptop, you know, on a trip, but at least it'll get you thinking like, okay, you know, be as productive as you can with the time. Just not like we said, Eric, just, just full of activity, you know, but then you look at it, right? Because, you know, it's, it's pretty humbling when you start looking at it, even like now, oh, January 1st, we're going to turn this around. It's going to be lit up. We're going to do it. Like, okay. It's about to be April. Right. And it sure looks a whole lot like last year. Yeah. Right. So what do you know, what do you need to, you know, to, to do because continuing to run on a hamster wheel is not doing it. So sometimes you might just need to just stop for a second and really kind of revisit it and be like, okay, what do I, you know, what do I need to, to do? Am I I'm just full of activity? I'm just full of going on this wheel or am I, you know, getting the, you know, the, the results. 
And if I work, if I were able to work, if there's some crazy way that I could work 10 days in a week, right? Would you still have the same results? Right? Well, I worked 15 days this week. If it were possible, would your results still be the same? It probably would be if you're on that hamster wheel and you're just kind of going, you know, on and on and on and not really being as efficient or productive and you just, you know, just need to just step off of it. So, yeah, I'd say, you know, step off the hamster wheel for a minute, you know, and look at it and, you know, see if it's, you know, if you can get some of your time back, be more efficient, you know, be more, more productive and then, you know, see where you could, uh, you know, get some of your time back. Get off of the hamster wheel. Sometimes you have to step back and take a look at what you're doing and are your actions leading you to the desired outcome. So now that, that's good as well. So my, my uh, piece for write this down is this idea that rest is not a four-letter word. Okay, it is a four-letter word, but you get my I was point. Gonna, I was going to say, real, well, how are you spelling <laughs> Technically it is, but it's not in the sense that it's a bad word, right? A lot of people think rest <laughs> means that you're you're being lazy. Right. But sure. I, I think rest is not rest lazy. Be, <laughs> yeah. Rest could be the key to productivity. I mean, I just like I just know for myself that times I've come back from a vacation, I my, my creativity is at a different level. And I'm getting all these ideas and things like that that I wouldn't have gotten if I was just grinding away, grinding away, grinding away. So I, I would say you, we really have to factor in recovery and factor in rest. And that's why it's valuable to design your business so that you can step away uh, whenever, whenever you need to. And I mean, th this has been a tremendous, I think every entrepreneur on the planet needs to be watching this episode, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, because that, that whole rest thing and recovery and, you know, really designing like a lifestyle. I mean, I, I think that's critical that that's critical to success. So Donna, I, I definitely wanted to, to thank you uh, for joining us and sharing everything you shared. So remind us again of how people can connect with you and how they yeah. can take your course. Great. Yeah, well, the podcast, so you can come on to Four Day Weekends, wherever you find your podcast, it's all over there. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. And if you want to join the class, then go to DonnaAshton.com, my website, which you can see me over there. So DonnaAshton.com forward slash four keys for the number four. All I'd right. love to have you. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been fun. Wonderful. Yeah, Pleasure sure. all ours. Yep, this, this has been an excellent episode. And don't forget to share the show. Share the show. Share, share the, show. the show. That's right. <laughs> don't keep this great information a secret. And don't forget that you can go to Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and any of those other podcasting platforms and listen to this episode of the 30 Minute Hour Podcast. Well, that's our time uh, for this day and week and until next time have a great thank you for listening to this week's episode of the 30 minute hour podcast we need your help to grow this show 
One of the best ways that you can help us is by leaving both a rating and a review. You can go to Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or any of those other podcasting platforms and leave us a rating and a review. We've got a bonus that we're running for this month, a special bonus, that if you take a screenshot of that rating and review and you email it to eric at E-R-I-C-M-P-W-I-G-G-S dot com. You get entered into a special drawing where you can win a free copy of my book, The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And then lastly, don't forget to share the show. That's right, share the show. Share this show with someone in your network who you know will benefit from the message. Again, I thank you for listening, and remember, don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. So keep growing, keep growing, keep moving, keep moving. Oh.